As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi guys, this is Tom from Chicago. Uh, I'm six years old. I'm calling from 1977. Uh, I just got out of seeing Star Wars for the first time, and I have an excellent question. Who the hell is Biggs? Welcome back to the Star Wars Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and check out the movie Star Wars one minute at a time, every minute in order. My name is Alex Robinson from the Ink Panthers podcast. And I'm Pete the Retailer from the Nerd Geek Torque podcast. I am Tim Kreider, author of We Learn Nothing. We are on minute 113 of Star Wars, the big exciting Death Star battle towards the end of the movie. It starts off with Luke in the trench demanding that R2-D2 increase the power. And it ends a minute later with Luke switching off his Tarkin computer. That can't be right. What? Something must go wrong. Mm. I don't like the sound of that. He's not going to do it. He's not demanding that R2 increase the power. He's demanding that R2 try and increase the power. Oh, I see. Subtle difference. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't... My my notes for that were to what? How? (laughs) Wouldn't you maybe already be at full power? Yeah. Seems like the kind of situation you'd want to be. I, he already said they were going in full throttle, so maybe you know. Well, maybe he, maybe he wants R two to like start shutting down the life support and stuff, and put that energy into put take a shut off all unnecessary systems and channel turn, all that. Turn energy. off the eight track. Yeah, right. turn off the eight track. Stop <laughs> charging his uh, iPod. Right. Kill the air conditioner. Kill the air conditioner. Uh, deactivate the refrigerator. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we see Biggs die. In this minute, the famous Biggs. <laughs> I thought you're like, unfortunately, we see Biggs again. <laughs> well, I mean, considering he was a a big idol of Luke's, he kind of uh, he kind of goes out like a like a bit of a you know he's all like panicky and like bah! like like suddenly at a last minute kind of like a panic, I guess is yeah, the term for it. The last well, two things he says, he's he's tells Luke to hurry up, which again, how. You know, they're a certain distance away from the target, and you know, there's no way to. What does he want Luke to just fire his torpedoes and leave now? And then after that, he says, "Wait," which again, hurry up and wait. Classic Biggs. Exactly. Well, to be fair, there are very few pilots who keep their cool under fire from Darth Vader. I mean, Red Leader's about the only one who really keeps it together. Isn't Red Leader the one who's who's all stay on target? Uh I know that's Pops. That was Pops. The oh, that's Pops. pilot. Yeah. yeah, the props is pretty cool under fire, yeah. but you know yeah. everybody else is just going utterly to pieces and panicking. Yeah, I can't yeah. hold it. <laughs> Pops's last words are just like they came from behind. Like he's he's still giving information and he's trying and, to impart information that might yeah. benefit his colleagues. Yeah, not like Biggs. Biggs definitely uh, soils his flight suit in <laughs> right before he goes in that minute. You can see it right in his eyes. Good thing oh, he didn't no. eject because if he ejected in uh, after. <laughs> After soiling his flight suit and then ejecting and being in a small force field, <laughs> that would get pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, we don't actually know that Biggs is Luke's friend from back home in in seeing this film for the first time. You know, there's no there's no earlier scenes that set that up. That that all well, got cut out. 
he is referred to in, in a somewhat garbled way when um, Uncle Owen is is reprimanding Luke, telling or not reprimanding him, but telling him like, oh, "We just need you for uh, just one more year on the farm." And he says, "That's what you said when Biggs and Tank left." I guess, uh, yeah. But uh, but I can't imagine how many people would have pieced that together. Like, oh yeah, this is that guy who was friends with Tank, and they went I off mean, to the academy. Yeah, this version of the film doesn't have them meeting again at, at the base on Yavin, right? It does not. Right. Yeah. So, and and therefore, it's kind of I don't know. There's the 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 music when Biggs dies is especially somber, mm-hmm. um, like it's supposed to be you know, more tragic than all the other uh, pilots' deaths, although it's not clear why, since, you know, we, we don't know that he's Luke's old best friend. I mean, well, it still sort of makes sense, because, well, Luke's now the last one. Yeah, that's kind of how I rationalized it. I was like, well, it still works, because at least now he's, he, like, you, like he's all alone. Or yeah. him and R2 are all alone. Yeah, I mean, without, you know, because in the original inception of this movie, there were three scenes with Biggs. You know, there's... The, the scene at the beginning where he meets back up with Luke after Biggs has been through the Academy mm-hmm. on Tatooine, and then they meet back up before the battle, and then there's this scene. So it's a, more of a much more of an arc for Biggs, but without it, I think it should have just been toned down a little more, just to be like, oh, and there's that guy. He blew up. <laughs> yeah, so to hear Lucas tell it, he never intended to keep those early scenes in, although I don't believe a thing he says. Uh, exactly. I wanted to mention, I, I was brought in here partly as a pyrotechnics uh, connoisseur. Um, and I wanted to talk about the difference between X-Wing versus TIE Fighter explosions in this movie. All right. Mm. I like it. Uh, this is an especially fine one when Biggs is destroyed. Um, and you'll note that the X-Wing explosions are, they, they look different from the TIE Fighter explosions. It's a different chemical composition for the pyrotechnics, different colors. Like the TIE Fighter explosions are really fiery. Mm. And you see the ships bursting apart in, into pieces and showers of sparks. Like they're actually, the models were pre-scored so that they'd come apart in a predictable way. You know, to look like a machine that was really built that was blowing up. Mm-hmm. Like they look like, you know, they hurt. Um, and also you always see the pilots in their cockpits exploding. Um, whereas the TIE fighters just kind of, or those explosions are more abstract and, and the, sh- the ships just disappear into these billowing clouds and glowing fragments like fireworks. Um, so that, you know... It's it's humanized when the when our our heroes the rebels die and then the tie fighters blown up is just awesome another target picked off. Mm. When the tie fighters um, blow up, do they actually blow up a model or do they just replace it with a shot of an explosion? I have seen footage of them blowing up tie fighter models, but you definitely don't see the actual ships exploding in the movie. It seems like they're just they're just uh, have explosions superimposed over them. There are no yes. close-up shots of the TIE fighter pilots being like, yeah, tell, I, tell my no. wife I love her. <laughs> right. Like a little photo of his kids back home. Yeah. Little tidy TIE fighter pilot helmets. With the That's one. when, like, the uh, the Irish flutes would come in as the guy was, like, sl- you know, like, there'd be no sound effects. It would just be, like, that kind of, like, oh, ghostly, you know, <laughs> distant Irish music as the TIE fighter pilot is barreling down to what will be his doom. Yeah, Joe, Joe Viscasil was the name of the pyrotechnician on Star Wars. He was real young like they all were working on this film. Mm. He later did Independence Day, also famous for explosions. Oh. I mean, he's done most of the ex- cool explosions in action films you've seen. Well, I'm glad he got a shout-out. We've, I think the behind-the-scenes person we've mentioned the most is probably Ben Burt. But, yeah, of uh, course. It's nice that uh, you know the name of the guy who did the explosions. Oh, yeah. Or the head guy, anyway. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of people got decent careers out of their work on Star Wars. Um, this is the another time where Ben Kenobi pipes up from uh, the ghostly beyond, and uh, you know he says, uh, "Use the Force, Luke. Let go, Luke." Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's it's unusual in that this is the time where this is the only it's the first time where Ben's words are more interactive with Luke. In that he Luke hears it, he says, "Let go, you know, use the Force, Luke." And then Ben's like, Luke, trust me. Like he's, it's like he's talking to him more than just sort of blurting out kind of aphorisms about using the force <laughs> from beyond. Like that. Right. Yeah, he, he, this is an actual like much more practical advice, and also he is reacting to what Luke is doing, which is like Luke hesitates and he kind of repeats it and and you know emphasizes like yeah, trust Luke hesitates significantly. That I feel like it's Obi Wan takes it's a lot of convincing on Obi Wan's part. That he's like, let go. No, trust me. Come on, just do it. Do it. Do it. Let go. Luke does not mention to anyone else in the film, as far as we know, that he is hearing the ghostly voice of Ben Kenobi from beyond the grave. We never see, I don't think he ever tells anyone that in any of the movies, does he? No, I don't think he does. No. It's odd. Huh. I, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Jedi secret, or maybe it's like he doesn't want people to think he's nuts. <laughs> well, it's also peculiar that, um, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but um, Ben Kenobi shows up as a ghost in Empire Strikes Back. Which is supposedly like three years later, right? Right. So are we to understand that at no point between now and Luke being on Dagobah, Ben never like says to Luke, hey, you should go to Dagobah. Like he waits three years to tell him that? Has it been three years? I mean, that's what that's most most of the chronologies I've seen on the Internet say it's three years in between okay. movies. But, uh, you know, there's certainly nothing in the movie that you they could totally change that. There's nothing hmm. in the movie that says it's three years later. So, right. Well, I, well but yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves. I yeah, think. We'll, we'll save that argument for... I mean, we don't really know what happens between any of the movies. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure there's all kinds of uh, tie-in paperbacks and comics that tell us, purport to tell us what's happened. By Luke never telling anyone this, is he just kind of like, he's like, well, I could be crazy, so I don't want to tell anybody about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? or, or is he like, you know, why, why doesn't he tell anyone? Well, I, I don't want to spoil this for anyone, but, you know, Ben's advice does pay off well. Mm-hmm. Here, so you'd think that would validate him, you know, even if he's just a hallucination, he seems to be a helpful one. Yeah, that's true. Even if it's just his own self unconscious, his unconscious telling him to do things. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Once again, remember, I was uh, I was suggesting that Obi-Wan was controlling Luke a lot of the times that he was like, yeah, you know, use the force. Like when he was uh, doing the lightsaber training and mm-hmm. that, that Ben was actually using the force to control Luke to, to mm-hmm. make a point there. And so this could be the I feel like it's almost like the same thing. And he's kind of like, I right, just, you know, trust me. <laughs> just come on. So use when he's the, saying let go, he's saying like literally let, literally, let, let me let control your body. Let, let go of the <laughs> let go of the control stick. <laughs> I'm going to blow up the Death Star. Just trust me. Just it'll, it'll totally work. You'll get all the credit and get to take all the reward, but right. I am going to be the one who blows it up. <laughs> Cause you can't do it. you are, you are, <laughs> you just started this this morning. Uh, so also Biggs is killed by Luke's father. Hmm. It's a little side, a uh, little side perk. Another, another yeah. Tatooine native. Yeah. How about that? I think the the Skywalkers in general just don't like Biggs that much. Luke's, you know, maybe they see him as Luke's kind of troublemaker friend. 
Well, you know, this brings me maybe to the, the major point I wanted to make about this minute. Um, this is kind Star Wars is kind of a odd action adventure film. If you think about it in that the hero and villain never directly confront each other. Yeah. Like, it's as close as they get. The first time they ever actually meet in person is at the end of the second film hmm. in the carbon freezing chamber on Bespin. Like Luke has seen Darth Vader once before in this movie when he killed his mentor, Ben Kenobi. So not a good first impression, except I don't even know if he knows that's Darth Vader. Ben's told him about Darth Vader, but is Darth Vader famous? Like Dick Cheney? Like if you see Darth Vader, everyone knows who he is? <laughs> I, like, I, th- I like that this, not only did this come up once before, but it was the same. <laughs> Dick Cheney's always, they all just said Dick Cheney. Yeah. I, I mean, was, Dick Cheney is Darth Vader, that's yeah. obvious. <laughs> He's more, more machine than man now. <laughs> it's great that that's the first thing that we all reach for. Twisted and yeah. evil. But you're right, that's a good point. It never even occurred to me that Luke doesn't even know, theoretically does not know that Darth Vader is the one shooting at him. Yeah. I mean, okay. this is the this this minute here is the only time Luke and Vader come into any direct conflict. Yeah. And as far as we know, they don't know who each other are. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if they ever know. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader has that line in this minute, oh, the force is strong with this one. So yeah, like, right. This one. So he's clearly just like, hmm. That's weird. But does he ever find out that that was Luke? Like, does Luke become infamous in the Empire, like Osama bin Laden of the Death Star? Um, well, I think in Empire, they there's that conversation between Anakin and well, not Anakin, Darth Vader and the Emperor. Yeah, the hologram. Right, but and they don't know that that was. Just, but they don't reference. I thought they referenced that he died at the Death Star. About, I don't think they talk about the Death Star. I mean, they know about Luke. They've sensed that he is strong in the Force, but yeah. I guess it's left to us to fill in the blanks and assume that they've eventually connected the dots and now know that Luke was the destroyer of the Death Star. Yeah, in, uh, in one of the Marvel comics, they, they did a scene where um, the Imperials went to a re- managed to ambush a rebel base, and there's a scene of Darth Vader choking a rebel and asking, like, who... Like, who was the pilot who blew up the Death Star? And I guess because theoretically he's like, hmm, he really had the force with him. And I guess you could say that Darth Vader is now starting to come up with his plan of, like, if I could get an apprentice, I can kill the Emperor. And I so. mean, it's at the very beginning. It's in the opening crawl of Empire Strikes Back where it says now Vader obsessed with finding young Skywalker. Yeah. So somewhere in between the end of this movie and, and that, he's figured it out. I, I love the idea of Darth Vader like breaking into rebel bases and asking trivia questions. <laughs> who blew up the Death Star? Who, which is the, who is the rebel pilot who blew up the Death Star? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> ah, but who was the second rebel pilot killed in the Battle of Yavin? <laughs> How many toes does Yoda have? <laughs> Wrong. Well, what do I also, have in my pocket? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, it's one of those things where, um, it, you know, if you were really writing these movies as one long, actual six-hour story, you would have to have a moment where Darth Vader would, where that moment where Anakin, where Darth Vader finds out that Luke is the guy who blew it up, that would have to be included in the movie because it's such a... It's such a pivotal emotional moment. I know. There's actually kind of a lot of major stuff that happens off screen in between movies. Mm. Yes. Maybe like, that's like Darth Vader finding out that Luke Skywalker is his son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see the shot of the TIE fighters uh, zooming across the screen from right to left and uh, the, the three of them. 
And that is the shot that, uh, for those of you Generation Xers who might remember this on the show, that's Hollywood. That was the clip they showed in the opening credits. Oh, that's Hollywood was kind of a uh, anthology show where they would just show clips from Hollywood's golden age. And they had Star Wars in the opening, that scene of those TIE fighters zooming by. And I remember that because I would watch the opening every single time just to see that shot of the TIE fighters and... Uh, a moment that comes up later on in the film. I remember that also. So, uh, like, yeah, but like I, I said in the previous minute, you were just basically like, uh, if you were a kid back then, you were like a junkie starved for any little hit of Star Wars you could get. Yeah. <laughs> and just seeing, seeing like a two second clip from it on the credits of some show you never watched was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would watch the opening and then I would turn the channel and watch something else because I just wanted to see. Those Tie Fighters for four seconds—not even four seconds, literally like a second. Yeah, I have no idea what the content of that show was. <laughs> it was Hollywood. <laughs> um, there's also that. I wanted to say a, a kind of cool cut here of Darth Vader's Tie Fighter racing toward you, and then it cuts directly into the cockpit. Um, and this is a shot that George Lucas seems to like a lot because there's one like it in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade of that German pilot mm-hmm. uh, who's strafing them. And also he does the same thing in, uh, I guess it's Re- revenge of the Sith where they crash that starship on the surface of Coruscant. And uh, it's one continuous shot of it kind of uh, lumbering toward you as it crash lands until you, you end up on a medium shot of them on the bridge. I don't know what that is. But it's clear that he didn't have the special effects to do that all as one shot in this film. So he does it by cutting instead. Right. That'll be for the reboot. Yeah, maybe. uh, Do you think he got that from the, uh, you know, the infamous kind of collection of World War II dogfight scenes that he uh, patched together as the rough for this? Gee, I don't know. I've never, I mean, I've, I've seen little clips from that, but I've not seen the whole thing. And I don't know if they had shots like that in World War II films. Hmm. I wonder if uh, that exists anywhere. Is there anywhere you can see basically the World War II footage that they used to make that animatic? That would be awesome. That would be. Somebody get on that internet. Do it. <laughs> um, that's all I got. You guys got anything else for this one? No, we, we exhausted my notes a while ago. So. The last thing I had to say was there's a shot of these plastic buttons on Luke's dashboard. That look very seventies and sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like a business phone. <laughs> it does not look like advanced technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So uh, that'll wrap up minute one thirteen. And don't forget, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and come see us live at the Parkside Lounge on December eleventh, two thousand thirteen. Star Wars Holiday Special will be covered in its entirety. But not displayed in its entirety. You can go to StarWarsMinute.com and click on the live tab and we'll post updates there. So uh, check it out. And join us back here tomorrow for the next episode. Star Wars Minute. Oh, I jumped the gun. Star Wars Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute. Ooh. Great. Thanks.